Okay, all right. You've landed on Island 49. I'm Weston Smith. No intro video tonight. I want to get right into the subject matter and the content. So put the wife and kid to bed and was sitting on the couch. I was watching a little telly and, and just couldn't help. I just had so many thoughts on my mind related to this whole Aaron Rodgers, the San Francisco 49ers for like the 800th time in his career. And I just... Like I said, I had a lot of thoughts, a lot to say about it. So we'll make this a, a quick, short video this evening. I uh, just want to get my thoughts out there and share them with you all and get your feedback related to it. I, like you, would love to have Aaron Rodgers on the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, we all know what Aaron is capable of. We know he has a supreme skill set. We get all of that. That immediately makes you favorite to go to the Super Bowl out of the NFC and heavily contend for the Super Bowl. So that's that's the positives. <laughs> Let's look at some of the, the negatives related to this and the reality as to why it most likely will not happen. So why is this a the subject at hand over the last, let's just call it 36 hours? And it's mainly because the deal with the Packers and the Jets feels like it's stalling and is yet to be completed. Who's holding it up? most likely the Green Bay Packers in regards to compensation that they would receive from the New York Jets, who by far have more draft capital or more equitable draft capital to provide to the Packers in this draft. We all know from the, the Trey Lance trade or trading up for to draft Trey Lance that we don't have a first-round pick this year. We don't have a second-round pick this year. We don't even have a traditional third-round pick in the 2023 draft. We do have three third-round picks, but they're in the compensatory portion of the third round. So call it early fourth-round picks versus l your traditional third-round pick. Is that going to make? Is that going to excite the Green Bay Packers? Most likely not. Then you're getting into no man's land where maybe you want to start to trade away future draft capital. Maybe it's next year's first or next year's second in conjunction with a couple of our compensatory third round picks or whatever combination you want. But is that going to be enough to make uh, the, the Packer family want to jump at trading in conference to a nemesis like the San Francisco 49ers? My gut tells me, yeah, probably not. Right, especially given the relationship that LaFleur and Shanahan have um, and, and the competition between the two, it's been fierce, um, especially given, you know, the I would say the two playoff games against the Green Bay Packers and how that's gone for them with regards to the result. That being said, so that's one portion of this equation is what are you do? What are you providing the Green Bay Packers in return to entice them to want to trade Aaron Rodgers to your team? They still hold on to this. That's what I think is causing this to stall. The second component of this is what is Aaron Rodgers' compensation going to look like? Right now, I think we sit a hair under $3 million under the cap. Yes, I know there's some restructuring that could be done, especially the, I would say, the long-term extension for, for Bosa, some other contracts you could probably get cute with and, and play around with, free up, I don't know, somewhere between $15, $20 million uh, under, to be under the cap. We already know that from my previous shows that having Jason Hurley on that the signing all of our draft picks is not going to cost us a lot of money. So that's not a huge hit there, but still gaps that need to be filled. So can it be done financially? Sure. But I, where I think the 49ers sit 
right now and the way that they have built this team is on the 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 understanding that they have no intention of having the quarterback room right now cost them an arm and a leg. Talked about it before earlier this week when Tony was on the show, how the entire position accounts for about $16 million on the cap this year. And that's including Trey Lance, Brock Purdy, and the recent acquisition of Sam Darnold. So you can find the money, but it's a stretch and it's certainly going to stretch you thin. If I was to compound some of the negatives related to bringing in Aaron Rodgers, I'm also thinking about, hey, this was a man little over a month ago that was in a, a dark room, probably eating some psychedelics, hanging out, getting in touch with his inner self or whatever it was he was doing, who self-admittedly came, went into that experience expecting to come out retiring from the NFL. And now all of a sudden at 39 years old, he wants to play and you, you know, it's a lease, right? And, and best case scenario, you bring him in, you win the Super Bowl. while wow, I would be thrilled. All fans would be thrilled. We've waited so long for that six Lombardi. Every reason to believe that he would hang it up immediately thereafter. So what have you sacrificed for that one year? Again, I want to go on record and say, if there is a way to make this happen, I'm not totally against it, but I'm going to continue with some of the negatives that I don't think is actually being talked enough about. And listen, all these players, coaches, they all have egos. You don't get to this level without having some sort of ego and some inflated amount of self-confidence to believe in yourself to play and coach at this particular level. While I don't particularly care for the individual Aaron Rodgers and how he portrays and carries himself in the media, you know, across the world, I know what he brings to the table. But coming into San Francisco in a Kyle Shanahan-led team is drastically different than LaFleur coming into an Aaron Rodgers-led team and having to build that, that trust and rapport and having so much influence on the offense coming from Aaron. What plays do I want to run? What players do I want here? And just the influence that he carried in Green Bay because his persona was larger than life. You know, he won them a Lombardi trophy. Um, it, it's, it, it's different than coming into San Francisco and saying, hey, now you just need to be part of this equation. Where he is in his professional career in his life, you know, maybe he's amenable to that. Um, but everything that I see and, and the interpretations that I make say not so much. Like you're not coming in and reinventing Kyle Shanahan's playbook. I'm not even saying that he would, right? But like the influence that you carry over the offense in Green Bay, or even if you're going to a place like New York where you're going to be touted as the savior to get them over the hump in the AFC East, you're not carrying the same stick coming into San Francisco. I expect contention if the two of them were to, to be there, not harmony, being fully transparent. The other piece of this is we all talk about how intricate Kyle Shanahan's offense is and how long it takes even the smartest and brightest to adopt to that offense and understand all of the ins and the outs. And while Aaron has had a glimpse of that, right, there's some similarities obviously between LaFleur's um, playbook and, and Shanahan's playbook. They come from the same tree when all said and done. Aaron is a veteran, a well-established veteran that is known to not enjoy training camp. And at this point in his career, why should he? You know, what does he have left to prove? Um, you bring him in, he doesn't have to go win the spot. The spot's him. Somebody has to take it from him. I would caution 49ers fans, 
myself included, if this was to ever come to fruition, expect a slow start. Like we have seen in Green Bay, you know, a handful of years where it's just like, and Aaron's got to do the everybody relax, calm down, chill out. You know, we'll, we'll figure it out, et cetera. I, I would expect that. I would expect some hiccups getting into rhythm with your players. And a lot of that's not going to be done in the, in the preseason, right? It, that, that's going to be done in the regular season when the guy steps in more reps um, during the, the preseason. So I don't, I don't think this is all sunshine and rainbows, um, you know? So you might say, well, Weston, what do you, what do you do instead? Right? Well, and I'm not saying just sit here and ride with the quarterback room that we have while it looks very cap friendly. And we've seen some glimmer of hope from a, a couple of the individuals that are on the depth chart right now at the quarterback position. If you, if we're, if we're as collectively as a team and an organization looking to still make that move and solidify the most important position in professional sports, why am I pushing all in for a 39 year old quarterback um, with a huge ego? I would push all in for a 26 year old former league MVP um, that has such big time potential and would be super scary in this offense. Why not make the same play for Lamar Jackson? Right. And the way that it worked out and I, it's the same thing cap. Now it's all about the cap number, not necessarily, you know, the, the trade compensation, if you will, he's still trying to work everything out with, with Baltimore. We're post that deadline of the way that they tagged them. Um, there still have to be something that comes their way. But when all is said and done, it's about the number. And if I'm going to get financially cute, that's where I want to get financially cute. It was somebody with like Lamar Jackson, not necessarily for somebody like Aaron Rodgers, if I had my choice. Um, just just a, like it wouldn't even be fair to have Lamar Jackson, in my opinion, a healthy Lamar Jackson in this offense surrounded by Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, Christian McCaffrey, God, that sounds terrifying. Trent Williams protecting, right? A, a young, developing offensive line. Uh, a Kyle Juszczyk, who's your Swiss Army knife. Like, where? what do you account for here? It would make you crazy dangerous. Now, I know this is Island 49, so let's just call it Fantasy Island for, for just a moment. Everything that we just talked about, whether it be Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, it's a fantasy world. Is that going to be our reality? Most likely not. What I wanted to call out this evening before I even say that is the reality is, is we're probably going to walk into 2023 with exactly who's set up at quarterback right now, right? Some order or form of Trey Lance, Brock Purdy, Sam Darnold, depending upon how injuries shake out, uh, what OTAs and the preseason looks like and, and who performs. But to me, that's the combination you see come week one, you know, or, or a, a subset of that. I don't think we have the, the dream scenario coming, um, but in Fantasy Island, right, on Island 49 here, got it. it's fun to dream, but if I'm going to dream, I'm going to dream real big. And, if, and the real big dream for me is go get Lamar, make the phone call to Steve Young. Can we unretire eight? I'm being facetious here. Uh, if I was Steve Young, I would never let that happen. Go down in, in 49er lore. But that being said, I, I've, I'm pushing towards Lamar. The reality is, is – Neither one of them is actually going to happen. But I wanted, I don't want to dispel some of these rumors because typically in the NFL, where there's smoke, there's fire. I think a lot of this smoke is just coming from the mere fact that not the first time Aaron Rodgers has been linked to the 49ers. You can go all the way back to 2005, where there's an expectation that the 49ers might draft him number one overall. And they went with Alex Smith. And there's just been rumors on the mill, you know, for the last 
18 years, if you will. Um, but over the last few preseasons when Aaron's been very disgruntled um, and very vocal about it and almost holding the Packers hostage, 49ers name continuously comes up. No secret. Rogers, the Bay Area kid, got ties, grew up a Niners fan. We know all of that, right? Like we know all of that, but it's just it's 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 not a reality, right? Again, I, I'm I'm saying where there's smoke, there's fire. The smoke has really started from um, just the, you know, we were told over a month ago that Packers and Jets making this trade for Rogers was all but done, right? That's it. We just got to wait for him to come out of the the, the dark room, and it, it's all but done. Just a few details that need to be ironed up, ironed out or buttoned up, and here we are. And it's kind of been silent other than the fact that, like, why hasn't this gotten done yet? So it is that time of the offseason where the rumor mill runs heavy and heavy and talking heads want to talk about it. I'm not saying they're not founded uh, on certain things and certain knowledge and they're certainly not coming out of left field but the reality is is you know if I, if I was a betting man I'd, I'd be willing to bet that no way or how does this get done I do not want Aaron Rodgers the person here but the fan in me so desperately wants to hoist number six I will fly from the east coast to the west coast I will be at that parade book it Right, you can take that check to the bank when that six is done, regardless of what's going on in my life. I will be there, I will drag my entire life out there. I've been waiting almost 30 years for this to come to fruition. So, if if number 12 gets me closer, hey, I'm on board. But you know, like, sense ain't equating to dollars in this particular instance, like, the clues just don't add up of what is required to get this done. Is it possible? Sure. Is it probable? Not really, you know, and and that's just what I wanted. I just needed to get that off my chest, right? I, these thoughts were spinning my mind. I'm not saying I reinvented the wheel here. You've seen a lot of this across Twitter and Instagram and other social media platforms and in the public news over the last 36 hours. But, you know, somebody who follows this, this team so close to fandom perspective and, you know, wishing to create continuous content like this, for us average folk and average fans. I just, I just couldn't help myself, but you know, like I said, put the family to sleep. First thing I did was sneak downstairs, pop open the computer and say, let's, let's go ahead and let's do this. So, you know, again, appreciate you tuning in to Island 49. I'm Weston Smith. You see the icons in the bottom of your screen there. Please don't forget to hit the like button, subscribe. Island 49 is brought to you by the we're talking football podcast. Just a little, element of it where I get to disappear and talk about my soul passion, the San Francisco 49ers. Appreciate y'all.